Welcome to City on the Hill. My name is James Reinars, and today we're going to continue our interview series where we're talking to people in the Detroit area about how the pandemic is affecting their lives. Keep in mind, we're wearing face masks, which affect our speaking. The thought with these episodes is not just to listen to a conversation, but to explore some insight or questions into God, which is sparked by these people's real views and experiences. Today, we'll meet Miguel, and we talked about Stoic philosophy, the source of selfishness and sin in ourselves, and how to find real change. So for today's topic, we'll ask, will Stoic philosophy work for you? We'll start with Miguel. I'll comment along the way, and at the end, I'll share some of my thoughts now that I've had more time to reflect on it. So, without further ado, here's Miguel. Hi, my name is James. Your name? Uh, Miguel. Miguel, very cool. Hi, so I'm just asking people questions. So first question is, how has the pandemic uh, affected your life? Um, I'm not sure if I'm in a more unique situation, but I don't think it's affected my daily routine itself too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sort of occupied every conversation <laughs> I've had in the last few months. But other than that, it hasn't really had too much of a negative on my life. Has it affected home or work or school or? Um, both of my parents are in the like medical field. Go essential workers! As much as one can imagine, um, that kind of effect at home. Wow. Um, Pretty stressful for them? Yeah, yeah. One's more in administration and mm. then one is uh, more practicing. Yeah. So for the, the practitioner, um, I mean, he's, he's a workhorse, so he's just always up for the challenge. Wow. Um, so he, he's, been, he's been enjoying the extra workload, yeah. um, which is weird, but, <laughs> but whatever's making him happy. And then on the administrative side, not, not too much. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. You know, question, has this affected, like, your work or your school in any kind of way? Or um, Most of the work that I do can be done remotely anyway. Nice. Um, so really not too much at all. Um, May I ask what field you're in? or uh, Medicine as well. Oh, okay, uh, with, cool. On the administrative side with my yeah. mother. Awesome. Um, so it really is just a lot of Excel spreadsheets, so not, <laughs> not too affected by... By sickness. Um, you haven't gotten crazy just being home the whole time? I mean, I was crazy before it started. Okay, so, got it, got yeah. it. <laughs> Another question I want to ask is, obviously different people have disrupted their lives in different ways, and mm-hmm. I want to know, is there anything good that can come out of this? Have good things started in your life, your family's life, that weren't there before? Maybe you want to keep them when things go back to normal, either a habit or a relationship or something like that. Yeah, what absolutely. What good do we want to keep out of this? For sure. I think just the general sense of, like, connectedness and community, I think, just has has become a lot more noticeable in people. Mm. Um, obviously, it's hard to see with, like, a lot of the masks on sometimes, but I feel yeah. like people can be a lot more friendly, a lot more open to just, like, saying hi to each other, at least, like, around Farmington. Um, but at home specifically, I think... Again, my family's a little weird. We usually like do the family dinner regardless. Do you like, did that anyway? Night. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So a bit of a bit of an outlier there, but but I think just in general, just a, a stronger sense of like appreciation for what we do have and what is going right. Yeah. Um, that's that's been pretty noticeable so far. No, very cool. My my last question is just wondering how has this affected you know people's view of or experience of spirituality? I've I've read online how. In the past three months, like Google searches for like fear or hmm. prayer or anxiety have just spiked. Obviously, right? All kinds right. of unknowns. And I wonder, have you 
found any, uh, do, you, do you have any kind of spirituality that you then dug deeper into, or has this had caused you to ask questions like, God, why is this going on? Or Right, yeah, I can definitely see how, like, just a general sense of, like, a lack of control can, can get people yeah. sort of looking for, for a cause and effect kind of relationship, you know? Um, I have always been, like, a fan of, like, Stoic philosophy, so, like, okay. I really try and focus on what I can control in myself. Yeah. And the stuff that happens around me happens. Um, I think it's important to remember that no matter what, like, your faith set is, um, I guess, like, we all sort of experience our own realities differently, I suppose. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that is something that, like, you can take solace in, yeah. sort of like a higher power, a higher... Um, sort of, uh, I guess, spirituality, um, then absolutely, this could be a good time to, like, reawaken that or look for it further. Um, but personally, I think, um, you know, yeah, like, I'll just I'll just say generally I, I yeah. agree, and if it makes you a more skillful person in your thoughts and yeah. feelings towards others, then absolutely. Make yourself a more skillful person in your thoughts and feelings towards others. I really love the way that you put that, Miguel. I want to add that to my own tool belt. Everybody, let's be more thoughtful about our thoughts and feelings towards others. And once they're there, let's develop how to be more skillful in our application and use of them. So what do you mean when you say Stoic philosophy and how has that been a help to you? Right. um, It's just like a big, big focus on how like you can't control the things that happen to you you really only control your perception of them and how you react to Mm -hmm, outside mm -hmm. forces um so i think it's just good to have that constant reminder of like while in times like this where it seems like there is a lack of control just surrounding (laughs) you i think there's always something that you can focus on in yourself to sort of help mentally sort of fortify and like Mm. mentally um is that like kind of like a forward. distraction from things you can't cause, or is it a... Mm, I don't think it's more of a distraction as much as more of a strategy to mm, sort of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a strategy to sort of like attack attack the problems of the day, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's more of a, um, more of like a skill to be, to be cultivated and mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. be trained yeah. than more of like a little... I guess it could be like a little hack for drug yeah. daylight, <laughs> um, if you want to put it like that, but... But yeah, definitely uh, a healthy mindset if mm-hmm. you can get into it. I yeah, yeah, no, very cool. What what kind of things have you read that have kind of I don't know taught you about that or gotten you into that? Um, I mean, general philosophy courses in college sounds sure. like a sound like a college kid right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> not a problem there. I took and dropped out of and audited my fair share of philosophy courses in college. Yeah, um, but yeah, general philosophy courses. Um, a little bit of like Marcus Aurelius's uh, meditations. Yeah. That's always okay. like the, the gold standard. Um, I read this book a few weeks ago called The Stoic Challenge. Cool. Which sort of just frames everything like a little game. Like, you know, like everything that happens to you is an opportunity to like gain points and how you react to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, did you do well this time? Did you do well last time? Yeah. How are you going to change in the future? Yeah. So just like different ways to look at different situations yeah. um, and make them a little more manageable. With this mindset, what is your goal in life? What is like your purpose here? Uh, shoot, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just taking it one day at a time. Um, as cliche as it sounds. Sure, sort sure. Of, um, sort of trying to be present in everything I do. Yeah, yeah, general, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but other than that, just to be able to like affect some sort of positive change yeah, yeah, directly yeah, yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to be greedy and like saying a big, uh, big billboard with my face on it, but yeah, but yeah, just being able to like have a positive influence yeah. on other people. Yeah. Sorry, just this last question. This is interesting. You know, I've never in these you know interviews I've been doing for a bit, and it's just you know it's a unique perspective on the world. I finally get a chance to talk to somebody with that kind of unique perspective, oh, right? So, firstly, I, I'm a Christian, and I, I I know and experience God, and you know that is something that I see affecting the world in kind of every respect. And then I, so I'm curious with you, you know, how do you handle? Because a lot of what you've said, you know, makes a lot of sense, especially when things are are positive in yourself because you can really handle against what's negative in the world because you can focus on something that I can do, I can be centered in, I can focus on, right? Whoa, there's a question in there somewhere. My brain is clearly diverting all the RAM away from my mouth into my brain trying desperately to find another good question. How do you handle when things go into chaos in yourself when there's whether it be mental health or sometimes you just don't control yourself that well. And then you were the jerk. It wasn't somebody else. You're the one who had something just kind of very selfish come out of you. What, how do you respond to that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's just important to remember, like, um, you know, like negativity is always like going to be there. Like you can't have the positive without the negative. Yeah. Um, so when those times come and when, when like in certain situations you are the jerk, I think it's just important to to surround yourself with with people who can yeah. sort of recenter you mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to just constantly keep that like reminder that that just because you experience a negative emotion yeah. doesn't mean you're a negative person yeah. or that that negative time is yeah. going to like remain constant because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean the nature of life is change yeah. um, so everything's constantly moving around us everything's yeah. constantly changing. Um, and that includes like our own attitudes day to day. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just important to keep that in mind and to know, at least in my own case, that I have the ability within myself to decide if I want to become more positive or negative mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on my own actions mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and feelings. Um, have you ever experienced where you that ability to decide has been hijacked by something else? Or you feel like you were supposed to have the ability, but in that moment, Maybe you didn't or something? Oh, right, yeah. No, my little brother's going to test to that one for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm yelling at him. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, there's always going to be those times where you sort of feel a a loss in control or like, like, God, I'm usually so good. Like, why why is this happening right now? Like, why can't I just keep my head? Yep. Um, I think it's just important to to sort of recognize that and say, you know what? Like, like, yeah, shoot, I should have been better, but I wasn't. and that's okay. Yeah. I usually, I'm, I can be quick to lose my temper, but I'm usually very quick to, to apologize. To return. Well and, yeah. Know, like yeah. Take, take ownership of that yeah. action. Cause that did, that was me. Like yeah. I can't act like that wasn't. Yeah. You can, um, it's not somebody else. Yeah, right. No, that way. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. really interesting. And I wonder in, in your view, where is the source of those kind of problems? Cause I don't, I don't know if in your, your reading or whatever, you ever studied the Bible mm-hmm. and how it touches on these things. And it, 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 when these things come out where selfishnesses and sins come out in the, in the Bible's view, it's a, a showing us that there's something deeper in us called a, it's a sin as, a, as our nature, a selfishness as our nature. We can control a lot of our conduct, a lot of our thoughts, a lot of our things. And in some, for some reason, 
you know, it's kind of like holding a basketball underwater, you know, there's always this force and if you slip just a little bit, something pops up, you know, you had your temper down so great and your little brother just did that one thing and then there's that basketball and it's not saying, oh, that's wrong, that's why it's wrong, it's just more of a proof that there's actually something as a root inside of mankind that is selfish and strays away from God and not until we deal with the root, everything else is just dealing with symptoms. Sure. When I just try to control my conduct, try to change how I'm thinking or visualizing the world, I'm dealing with symptoms, not the source. How do you how do you view sin or these kind of things in your your experience? And I want to jump in right there and talk some more about this idea of the source. Then we'll get back to Miguel. And I want to talk about the source because the beginning of change and betterment in our lives is to honestly diagnose the problem. What's the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous? It reads We admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Yeah, and that's the beginning of their steps. We admitted we had a problem and we could not manage it. So I've been reflecting on this conversation and did some stoic reading myself. I read Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. And I think this question touches something that is missing. Marcus Aurelius comes off as a really noble man, but he ultimately doesn't seem too concerned with the source or reason for repeated failure at thorough change in his life. The basic thought with this philosophy, as you mentioned, Miguel, is that we should only concern ourselves with that which we can control and take everything else that we cannot control as being in harmony with the nature of the universe. So you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to things, your reactions, and what you learn from them. This is a beneficial perspective in so many ways, and yes, we are responsible for our actions and reactions, but how far does this go? Is it, is it completely true? Does it accurately describe human experience? Are we fully capable to rein in the wild horses of our being? Or is managing our reactions just dealing with symptoms and not the source? See, with what you had expressed here, and I'd love to give you more room to fully explain your view, but here you recognize that stumbles happen, and what's best for us to do is to own it. It doesn't make you a terrible person, but you just gird yourself up against it for the next time. This seems really appropriate advice for social interactions, but in our mind, some things, like blowing up at your siblings, are small infractions, while other things are bigger social sins and deserve fines or jail time. But according to the Bible, it's not that small sins and big sins are equally bad, but that they are equally wrong and that both come from the same place. They share a common root, nature, and give us a window into what's inside of us. Look at this saying from Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. This is verse 20 through 23. And he, Jesus, said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. That's what Jesus said. And in this list, there are things we may consider small offenses like deceit, lying to one another, or sexual immorality. I mean, a lot of people say, hey, if it's consensual between me and my girlfriend, who is it hurting? 
But these have the same source as theft and murder, adultery. And, you know, we don't really always know when something is damaging someone down the road or not. All these actions come from the heart and defile us. So that time I lost my temper, it's like a basketball I was sitting on in a pool. Maybe no one knew it was there. Maybe I had been sitting on it so long that I forgot it was there. And then, oh, it pops up and hits my friend right in the face. I can apologize and say it won't happen again, but it's like I just put it back under my seat again. The problem wasn't solved, just managed. And this is where we come back to honesty and self-evaluation as being the starting place of change. Consider these sentences from the Apostle Paul. He's one of the most upright, disciplined, and intense persons in the Bible. This is from his letter to the Romans, chapter 7, verse 18 through 25. And he says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There he admits his full intention and delight to follow God. But he admits that there is a war in his members which he cannot squelch, and it ultimately makes him a captive to sin more times than not. And honestly, this matches my struggle with trying to be a better me. And that's why Jesus is so awesome. It really matters that he was real, and he said stuff, and he accomplished something that is able to change your life today. He was fully human but knew none of this inner sin stuff. He didn't have the same root of me, me, me in his flesh. So he was able to model a beautiful human life, unmatched by any other system of thought or religious figure in history. I mean, compare them. More than providing an amazing example, he then fully understood our weakness and didn't ask us to live up to his example. You heard, you heard me right, and we'll dig into this more in the next episode. But Jesus didn't ask you to do better on your own steam. That's what every other religion and self-help guru does. But he died for the sins of the world, to ransom you and cut off sin at the source. And when we receive his offer of forgiveness and confess him as our Lord, he draws near to us to be our life and the source of real change. This is Jesus. So I'll end this part with a question and some more basketballs. Does this describe your experience with battling the temper inside? See, you can hold down basketballs for a long time, but it doesn't mean that they're not there. And resolving to hold down a few basketballs is no way to spend your time in a swimming pool. You can say it's not really that big of a deal or you're not a bad person, but if you're honest with God... 
He can bring you into the light and show you just a fraction of what is in you. Then you'd see it's not just one basketball, but they would fill the whole pool. And swimming in a ball pit is no way to go swimming either. So let's go back to Miguel. How do you how do you view sin or these kind of things in your your experience? Um, yeah, I think that's definitely like an interesting perspective to have. Um, what you were just describing reminds me of like a quote from uh, Pema Chodron, which is like, I think it goes, "You are the sky; everything else is just the weather." Interesting. Um, so like, there is always going to be some sort of underlying like. Root, Who's the you like in that saying. quote? You, you. Oh, so you are the I mean, sky. It's not like hey. somebody else. Oh, right, yeah, I, I, no. I'm the sky. Yeah, everything sure. else is the weather. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, okay. But I mean. Like, I like to think that there are no right answers. You know, yeah. like, whatever works yeah. um, for you to keep you um, sort of even-keeled and keep you yeah. keep you in, the in like, the good spot yeah. that you want to be in. Um, yeah, for sure. But as far as that sort of dealing with the root cause, I think that's just sort of, like, the spice of life, you know? Like, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. And obviously, in, in times like this, everyone likes to say that they've got their own right answer. Um, yeah. And if if you do, then that's great. Um, yeah. As long as it's not hurting other people and it's not hurting you, then yeah, for more sure. power to you. Yeah. Um, but I think that is, like, that's one of those tough, tough sort of questions in Christianity is, like, you know, how can you strive for that, that sort of goodness when intrinsically you are um, sort of not... Yeah. Uh, so like it's almost exactly. fighting like mm-hmm. your own your own nature as mm-hmm. as an intelligent being. And um, that's what's really amazing. The, the the arc of the narrative of the Bible from the beginning to end is a build up to the whole coming of Jesus. And he kind of defines And we continue to have a great conversation for a while longer. And we touched on a topic that is so near and dear to my heart that we're gonna talk with Miguel more in another episode. So here's a little spoiler for that. Who would you say that you know God? Um, I don't know. That that's an interesting question. I would, I would be unsure yeah. how to answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at one point in my life, I would have said yes. One point, I would have said no. And right now, I guess I would say maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Just sort of. Yeah. We'll we'll call it a, a question mark. Yeah. Yeah, the Bible shows us that you can know God and that you can know you know God. So if you want to hear what the Bible has to say about knowing God, stay tuned. Well, that's the end of our show. I'd love to hear from you what you think about it. Have you read some Stoic philosophy? What has been your journey with honest self-evaluation? Have you found change? You can find me on Instagram at cityandahill. And if you liked what you heard, subscribe, share it with a friend, and leave a review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. Special thanks to Julian Taylor and Eric Howe for the music in the episode. My name is James Reinars, and this is City and a Hill. I'll talk to you next time.